Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, regular listeners, you may have spotted that we've changed our name. It's now Honey & Co. The Food Sessions. So if you hear this sound, it's just us making dinner. Well, that and the fact that we're not allowed to use our title anymore. It's just been a bit of a thing, but don't worry about it. We hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for downloading this episode of The Honey & Co. Once a month, we invite someone we admire for a chat in front of a small audience in our daily Honey & Spice. Every speaker gives us the opportunity to cook food inspired by their cuisine for the audience to try. We sit back with a glass of wine and hear about a life made in food. This week, we're joined by a very special continental guest, Angela Frenda. She's the food editor of the prestigious Italian newspaper Corriere della Sera. Angela has been at the forefront of relatively new world of food writing in Italy, and she's written two cookbooks that were published there. We first met Angela when she came to Honey & Co. as a customer, and then she very kindly invited us to cook in Milan in a food festival she was organizing, and we of course went. Uh, we fell in love with her and really wanted her to come and talk for us at, our, at Honey & Co., which she kindly did. Angela tells us about why recipe writing in Italy is relatively new and about the differences in culture and attitudes towards girls' and boys' appetites and eating. We hope you enjoy. Guys, thank you so very much for coming over tonight. Um, of course, we all know how hugely influential Italian food is everywhere in the world. Uh, Italian cooking is becoming part of our day-to-day -day lives. Italian ingredients are so common that are, you know, just we just go to them uh, immediately. And we are so lucky to have our first international guest of the... Yeah, our first international guest. Um, and this is the, the wonderful, the actually very beautiful, I'm saying it for the people listening at home. that they can't see how beautiful you are. And the very talented Angela Frenda, who is the editor of the food section of Correa della Sera, mm -hmm. which is the most influential newspaper in Italy, I can say that. Still now, yes. Yes. <laughs> We hope so. So far. Um, this, I heard from my Italian friend how influential and important that particular food section is in the country I think this is the food publication of Italy and this yes. I know for a fact from a lot of people and I also know that you had 
such a great, very important part in making it what it is. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to embarrass you, but you know, I, I've heard that from a lot of different sources. So okay, yeah, this is for you. Angela Frenda, welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. Tell me a little bit about how you came to journalism and how you came to food journalism. So first, first of all, I think, sorry for my English because I'm very anxious. He, he insisted, he said, no, you're okay, but I'm, I go, but I don't know if... Uh, She's okay, right? No, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, we tried. How did you, how did you start writing about food? Because you were a journalist. Hmm. It's a casualty. Uh, I am a political journalist. I, I started uh, in politics. I, I studied at the School of Journalism. I, am, I have a degree in political science. Nothing with food. <laughs> but I'm a Napolitan. <laughs> I have uh, two, I have two great uh, grandmothers who cook, I think, for all their life. I don't know, still till the, the death <laughs> they cooked. And uh, I loved cooking from when I was a child. And cooking is perhaps my life. And, uh, but I studied for becoming a journalist. And I wrote for 20 years on politics. I wrote about Berlusconi, unfortunately. <laughs> I wrote about uh, Massimo Dilemma, about the premiership. And um, at one time, it's a strange thing, but it's very close to the, the thing that I will say, it's very close to the situation in Italy about food. Corriere della Sera is the most influential newspaper in this moment uh, in Italy. But we opened a section of food only three years and a half ago. Strange, no? I don't know from how many years you have uh, in your Guardian or in your, in your, in your I thought to New York Times that is and we opened it in, we say in Italian, in Surdina, no? Very small. Okay, we start to open a web section with only me, <laughs> myself, because uh, they wanted someone who, who loved uh, cooking, and I, I, I have a collection of uh, cookbooks from when I was, really, I don't know, 13 years. And so I, I decided to stop with politics, and uh, I had Giovanni, who was uh, six years uh, old, and so I thought stop with the nights, with the, the schedule, hard schedule, with the, the travels. And I said, okay, I want to do something that I love. I hate politics, <laughs> but <laughs> I did politics because I'm a, a good scholar. But, um, and my husband helped me a lot because uh, when I, 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 I have to decide no, what I have chosen, uh, he said, okay, look on your bookshelf near the bed and how many books of politics you have on your bookshelf? No, I haven't book of politics. Okay, how many cookbooks you have on your bookshelf? Uh, 20, 21, 22, and I said, okay, it's my, my passion. In fact, the strange thing is that when I work, I can work. I could work for all day because I I, I haven't the feeling that I'm working because it, it's passion, you know. So I am a very lucky woman. <laughs> this is the first thing. Three years and a half, we opened 
um, a web section, a web section that is Cucina Corriere. Also, when we opened the section, I started to understand how is the situation in Italy about food writing. The situation is that we hadn't have food writing. <laughs> in fact, when I started opening this section, the proposal of my marketing manager, okay, we have to do like Giallo Zafferano. Or Giallo Zafferano is a very, very famous website in Italy. Uh, with three million uh, contacts, but it's horrible. It's really horrible. It's awful. It's 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 it, it brutal. We say in Italian, <laughs> okay, brutal. It's brutal. It's bad written. It, it, why? But it has it has a lot of clicks, no? Yes, but it's horrible. And we are Corriere della Sera. We have to educate no? readers to beautiful things to better things than, than, yes, I know that uh, if I do Giallo Zafferano, you have a lot of money, dear marketing manager, but I, I am a journalist. I want to do my best. So we make um, a challenge. We, we, we said, okay, we try to do something different in Italy about food. And trust me, it's very hard because you, you have money on your hand, no? We, we have a, an enterprise. <laughs> so... But we tried to do, okay, good photos, good, well-written articles, okay, well-written articles, because a recipe is a recipe, but it, it isn't only a recipe, it's a, it's a piece of your lives, no, it's a, of your stories, like your wonderful recipes, I have your books and I, when I want to know, okay, oh, I, I read. Three years and a half of um, work after we opened our food section on the newspaper, exactly with good photos, with good articles, with speaking to Italians that there is a, a good way to speak, to write about food. Another way, yes, probably isn't so popular. I, I make jokes uh, in the game sometimes with my friends or also with the young colleagues who work for me. I say, okay, guys, go on Amazon UK cookbooks. Oh, wonderful cookbooks. Wonderful pictures, wonderful covers. Okay, go to Amazon.it cookbooks. The, the most sold cookbook in this moment in Italy is Benedetta Fatto in Casa. Ora, I hope that you tomorrow go on Amazon.it cookbooks and you see who is Benedetta sure Fatto It's the most horrible book, cookbook that I have ever <laughs> seen. But she is one million of... Uh, you understand what I am saying? She is the, the market. The market in, in Italy is Benedetta Fatto in Casa. You have to accept this thing because otherwise I don't know how I can. So it's very hard for me that I, I'm, I'm the head of a section of the Corriere della Sera to convince each day our readers and my, my heads that this is the good way. And this year we won Premio Lino, who is the most influential uh, journalistic uh, prize. And I say we win. Yes, I, I received the win, but we are a system. Okay, we won this this prize that is in Italy is the I don't know Camilla Cederna in the yeah. Montanexo, and we won for food writing. But also that night, <laughs> I had to speak with uh, with a colleague there because he said, "Oh, but it's ca a casualty that uh, you are a woman, a woman cooking," and so I understood how many in Italy we still have a. Um, 
prejudice. Preconception, yeah. Preconception on food. Food is a cheap thing. Food is, no, food is um, just food. It's just food, okay? So also in our newspaper, he, it's a hard work to understand that the food section is like the foreign section or, I don't know, <laughs> health section. It's life. Okay. And we are journalists. We, are to, to, we have to, um, to try hmm, to do our best also, and especially, I think, when we write and we, we speak about food. What you say, it's not really surprising because in my head, I think, yeah, in Italy, is everybody's cooking. Everybody's cooking <laughs> their grandma's recipe and everybody has home-cooked food. So why do they need the recipes and the weekend supplements. I, I think here in the UK, you know, uh, I think it, it's proven people cook less and less and less. And this is why we have all the cookery shows and all the cookbooks and all the cookery writing. And it's, it's strange to me that you kind of look at the UK and say, mm. oh yeah, this is something to aspire to. <laughs> Because we're all looking at Italy. <laughs> No? Am I right? Yes. Yeah. But it's our damnation. We, we cook all day. For our, our cooking is um, it's normal. It's a normal thing. For you thing. it's normal. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> for me no. the falafel is normal. For yeah. you it's normal. For me it's normal. For a lot of people in Italy, is, is, I think it's, it's a lucky thing that it's normal. But uh, it isn't considered a thing culturally um, at a high level culturally because yeah. um, I don't know we have a tradition when uh, to my students uh, at university I, I teach university in two different universities uh, in Milan in Sarafale and in uh, Forzio Food in Polenzo and uh, when uh, I started uh, my first lesson I asked to my students okay how many food writers Italian food writers you know And I have the science, <laughs> because we have few food writers, if you want to say food writers. We have a great tradition of gastronomical critics, gastronomical um, critics of restaurants, hmm? Veronelli, Gianni Brera, and we have another great tradition of um, Uh, ricettari we say cioè books of recipes yeah. but without stories without life mm? only recipe great great book like il talismano ad aboni for napolitan cooking Giancarlo Francesconi but uh, uh, women and this is another part of the story women great women who decided to collect recipes but uh, with no pieces of their lives, only the recipes. And it's a real pity because every time I read Giancarlo da Francesconi for each recipe, I thought, oh, and why? Why did you write this recipe? And I don't know, perhaps it arrives from her grandmother or uh, from uh, his grandfather. No, the, the negation of themselves, no? But only the recipe, a real pity, real pity. Because if I think to Elizabeth David, or Mary Kay Fisher, or I can say, a lot of pieces of their lives are inside, no? Their books, and you have 
it's a, a strange mix. It needs what I consider food writing, okay? But it's very hard to explain to Italians what is food writing because they don't understand. Okay, where is the recipe? It's here, but you can have the recipe with something else that is the story. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised to hear that because I, I, I know from where a lot of our team in the kitchen are Italians and I know that they always talk about food. <laughs> always talk about food and they're yes, always comparing and they're always telling stories and they're always that and to have that kind of maybe not looked down upon but to not have that written tradition is very strange I have to admit that with Premierino I was very happy for this thing because it was a prize to the food it's, it's a prize to a, a team you, you, you know yeah. my, my, my boys and girls and um, a team of young journalists who are trying to, who are growing, no? Uh, because when I started, the other problem was that I hadn't uh, journalists, also young, who were able to write about food. <laughs> they were able to write about uh, that, about, I don't know, the... the, the Berlusco. Berlusco, yes. But uh, not about food, because it's... A, a very another language. We are trying also at university to to grow up a new uh, yes a new team of journalists or also of experts that know the right words to use when you write and you speak about food. And do you see other newspapers <laughs> following suit? They are following us because we are also. And this is the other side of the... I am very happy because I won a challenge, but I won also the, the challenge of money. And this is my... <laughs> because this way is, uh, is winning in Italy, yeah. also with the enterprises. The big enterprises like Ili, like Passa Garofalo, like Ferrarelli, okay, are losing the other newspapers, and they are all, really, and this is the, the truth, all come to us because we are specialized in a new language of uh, writing and telling about food, not only on the newspaper or on the website, but also in big events. You, you, yeah. you were to Chivalry Radarte last year, that is a new way to collaborate with enterprises of food, okay? And to find together a new way to, um, to write and to, to tell also the, the products. Yeah. That is another part of, uh, of the story. <laughs> and it's a big, big business for the newspapers. It's great. It's great, yes. In, 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 uh, in English it's branded content. Uh, we are, uh, yeah. we are very, uh, we, we are specialized in branded content. That, for my young journalists who are in my section, the first time they saw me and, are you sure? We have to, yes, yes. We, we can find the right way also to write to about, do that. Yeah. to do that. We, we must, because it's another part of our new job. I see, again, I, I, we do have, I'm not alone in thinking, we do have that, image of Italians cooking only, you know, traditional Italian food. But it's very, very particular, very traditional, very trying to recreate a certain flavor. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but are people open to new things now? Are they looking for new influences for international food? I saw last time I was in Italy, I saw Diana Henry translated to Italian and, and Olia Hercules, her book in Italian, which surprised me. Are people hungry for that? Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. It's the same topic because I wrote two books. And uh, I, I have my shoulder very strong, no? because I am the food editor of Corriere della Sera, so I have also big help from my newspaper when I write a book. This is a reality, so I have to admit. But how many books I s- sold with Corriere della Sera? 10,000 10, is now? Okay. That it's a lot for a cookbook in yeah. Italy. How many books sold Benedetta fatto in casa? <laughs> One million. So, we, this is the situation. Or the other phenomenon is the chefs. The celebrity yeah. chefs. The celebrity. Yeah, because when, when we were in Milan, we went, uh, Angela kindly invited us in the spring to go to Milan to a food festival that, that Correa della Sera hosted. And there was the chef. What was that chef, Georgia? What was his name? Anna ah, sure. Tonino. Uh, when he walked in, it was like a rock star. He had girls no, screaming. No, it's better than a rock star. No, it's unbelievable. It's not like if you'd see Jamie Oliver on down the street, you'd be like, hey, you're right. But this was something else. You know, people were screaming. He's they were banging <laughs> yes, at the doors of the I car. Yes, you were Yeah. Yes. I thought I thought as Georgia was like, who is this? Is like some politician <laughs> or something like that. He's a chef. He's a TV chef. Yeah. He's a TV. The Georgia chef. has a big because crush all, on if him. you want, we open <laughs> we open the talk about chef, Italian chefs. Yeah. We have two kinds of chefs in Italy in this moment. We have the Massimo Bottura, Nico Romito, no, a certain kind of chef, and we have Antonino. But yes, he's a TV chef, he's a phenomenon, I don't know, you have Jamie Oliver or Gordon Ramsay, no? I think, so uh, it's normal. I, I, I am afraid that sometimes they are meteore, no? Mete- yeah. because uh, yes, for example, Krakow, that's very famous, is good, okay, but in this moment, he's, uh, he's, no? he's here. Antonino is here, uh, and Krakow, one year ago, was here because it's, uh, it's, it's popular it's because it's, yeah, it's fashionable. So, which kind of cookbooks are this? Krakow is the one with the restaurant in the... In the Victoria. Yeah. In the yes, yeah, So it's not going well. No, no, no. They are all good Don't chefs. Don't worry, we edit it out. No, 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 no. They are all very good chefs. I, I, I hate TV. It's my problem. It's my problem. I hate TV because sometimes TV, because TV is the the the, the storytelling of the false. No, uh, I I participate. I the the last uh, because they they invite all the food ed- Italian food editors or um, Italian food journalists most important for the last uh, episode of um, uh, Top Not, Chef. Yeah. Okay. I was there and I understood that they have a uh, force here, yeah. no? And someone say says what they have to do and they. Uh, I said. 
it's everything, voice, uh, it's everything. So I don't love TV. But you have, two, in this moment in Italy, these two kind of cookbooks, very popular. The chef cookbook. And yes, the and the very pop uh, cookbooks. Home. For example, who is Benedetta? Benedetta is a lady who lives in uh, Marche, is a region. She has a hotel, a little hotel in the country. And she prepares in his, her kitchen, very kitchen, uh, recipes like the false panettone. Uh, take the pancare, put the pancare with mascarpone, put inside uh, to, 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 to. in three minutes Five you have a panettone. Job, yeah. Yes, panettone. You understand? Eugenio Massari, who is a, a real yeah. great pastry chef could die if I say in five minutes <laughs> you have a panettone. You don't, you don't make panettone in five minutes. Okay, these, these are the, the, the type of, types of, of recipes you are, are winning in Italy. Yeah. But we are winning a little... Slowly, uh, yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tell, me, tell us a little bit about your books. Because we received the books. I was leafing through them. <laughs> My Italian's very bad, but I was looking. Uh, Thankfully, I have the pictures. And I was, I was uh, pointing to George. I want this. On this, on this, Poor and you're gonna try it. It's okay. She's you want that again? Something? Please, yes, yes. So, um, this is Angela reading from her book. Which one? The first one. That is uh, Racconti di cucina. Mm? I try. I'm Napolitan, and this has inevitably influenced my way of cooking. Let's not beat around the bush. What you taste as a child stays forever in your culinary memory. And my memories are marked by dishes. Looking back, every important moment had its taste. I've grown up in a family that cooked a lot in such a natural way that I've hardly seen again. One cooked, whereas in other room one was talking about inheritance, illness or marriage. One cooked while arguing or joking. Someone was always cooking. 
The kitchens of my two grandmothers were never still. Like them. And next door, the rest of the family had their daily life. In such a situation, it would be impossible for me not to learn, often unconsciously, because I admit that as a child, I pretty much ignored what my mom, my aunt, or my grandmothers did in the kitchen. I set the table, I taste, I observed at best, but I didn't cook. Later, when I grew up and moved out on my own, I started inviting friends for dinner and I automatically repeated gestures that, unbeknownst to me, I've learned, as if invisible strings guided me. In fact, my culinary memory made me restart from what I had left, food from home. So, in the cities where I have lived, I've always started from the ingredients that I knew. Tomatoes, pasta, flour, vegetables, fresh cheeses. Some of these ingredients are essential in the Napolitan cuisine. Every family cook that wants to use and reinterpret the culinary resources of his own region must face centuries of traditions and famous dishes. In Naples, the easiest dishes are often artist ones. That's why being Napolitan is no small thing when it comes about cooking. You often have poor but unforgettable ingredients or typical flavor dishes like spaghetti aioio or when you say parmigiana di melanzane, you think that nothing could be so easy but you quickly find out that in this dish, on the contrary, nothing is certain. Do you need to coat the eggplants? Hmm. Better fried or roasted? Are boiled egg? Yes or no? Hmm. Ragu meat sauce or tomato puree? Provola cheese or fior di latte cheese? And the list goes on. So if I decided to begin with the chapter about Naples and its tradition, it's because it plays a crucial part in it. Over the years, I have also learned how to make other things, of course, by browsing and mixing. But the family cook and came out, and always goes back there, of a tomato sauce. And, uh, and I think I can, I can continue, but... Uh, but um, no, the only thing that I want to add to this, um, this uh, reading, if I can, is that um, there is a, a lot of there are a lot of recipes in my book, in my cookbooks that arrived from my real from my two grandmothers. I, I had a big treasure that I take with myself, and when I started to, to write these cookbooks, I I discovered this this. Um, this richness that I, I have with myself. And uh, I want just to, to read <laughs> two, two phrases about who uh, they were. Whenever I start loving cooking and culinary work so much, maybe during those afternoons when I used to look at my aunt Maria who was writing down all the old family recipes in a brown leather address book. At the beginning, I honestly believed she was the crazy one, a satisfied and happy spinster with her bizarre and alternative hobbies like Settimana Enigmistica and Italian Puzzler magazine. With a cup of coffee in front of her, the neat head leaning to one side, a string of pears and those perfect hands, and those children making a dinner around her, but then those sheets, written in such a furious way, that were telling about cream of tartar, handfuls of flour, and doses of lard by eye, returning to me and starting tell, telling me more. They told me about Herminia, my great-grand, 
grandmother who used to cook such an extraordinary ragu meat sauce for my great grandfather who died from heart attack at a young age. About the coffee that my aunt Maria prepared for her boyfriend and holy lover Alberto who worked in another city and made pregnant the daughter of the owner of a boarding house and since then my aunt would no longer have any man staying a wealthy woman for all her life. About the pasta with beans that my dad's aunt Anna cooked perfectly but once she seasoned it with detergent instead of salt, as she never wanted to wear glasses for fearing of not getting married, which happened anyway. <laughs> it told me about the pasta al forno, overbaked pasta, that my grandmother Olga cooked every year for Christmas when the family would get around. That was an exception. exception. She and my grandfather Marcello got separate already in the 50s, and my grandfather, such a handsome blue-eyed man with the look of an actor, looked at her each year the way he did the first time in Quartier Spagnoli when he made her brush in front of the Orsolina school and said, Olga, it's delicious. So I learned, I learned that in every family there is a story behind her recipe and behind, behind every word. That's beautiful. No, That's I really don't. beautiful. So? You have that notebook that she wrote all the recipes, the address book. <laughs> yes. Do you yes. have it? Yes, I have. I have. I have f pieces of this uh, of this book because uh, we, when we were uh, young, uh, my, uh, I and my brother, we we share. <laughs> yeah, so he has, for example, the recipe of limoncello, and I have, I don't know, the recipe of a graffe. And so sometimes when I, I wrote the cookbook, I said, please, Antonio, give me a limoncello because I am. <laughs> this is the story. It's very beautiful, very evocative. It's, I'm glad that it's written. So this is Raconte de... This is my first Raconte cookbook, de that is Raconte de Cucina. So kitchen Stories? Maybe? Kitchen Stories, that is also the, um, the title of my web uh, series <laughs> of uh, this recipe for Corriere della Sera. And uh, the, the second one is Cucina La Cucina Felice, Felice that is kitchen. most dedicated to, that is dedicated to women especially, because the other thing that I discovered from when I started to, to write is that the women um, have a special relationship with food. They cook, they, they cook for others, they cook for children, um, but uh, I discovered that I have a lot of friends and myself for, for first, uh, some uh, many times, uh, very clever women have a, a very difficult relationship with food. And um, cooking is uh, <laughs> it's a surprise, but it, it's also a way to, to become more, f more free, more, um, I don't know, to, to free themselves, to free uh, ourselves. And um, I think that B. Wilson, in her last book, First Bite, wrote um, many clever things about this. Uh, this She's a clever lady. She's fantastic. She is fantastic. I had her at, uh, in Milano. First Bite is a, is a feminist also book, I think, because um, she explains in, in a wonderful way that we start from uh, a lot of women, uh, that she starts from when, from the first bite to be different. Uh, an example, like mom. Uh, if you have a, a child, uh, 
boy, no? And you see him that, uh, that eats a lot. I confess, you're happy. You think, oh, he becomes stronger. If I see my nephew, okay, that she's very, she's beautiful, <laughs> bellissima, eats a lot, I, I see her legs. I see her legs and I start to say, okay, Julia, stop, it's the second high school, stop, please. Why? If I see him that it's the second ice cream, I think, oh, he could have tummy ache, but not he become fat. This thing is very important, and I, I will not stop to say when I, I meet my readers and, and people, because uh, we have to start to, to, to speak about this, this thing. And the second book is, uh, it has be, uh, been... Um, Liberatorio, I can I say Giorgio Liberatorio. Liberating. Liberating, no? For me. Because I I, I took a lot of kilos after my um, I became pregnant and uh, now I'm losing them after a lot of years. But okay. And uh, but it had to be hard, no? And I discovered how our body uh, is as a, a stronger relationship with what we are in the in world. No? If a man becomes fat, is it a problem? Is it a social problem? No. Think to Cannavacciolo. Cannavacciolo is obeso. Okay. It, 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 it's clear. But it's a, he is a winner, no? Oh, he's strong. He's a man. Okay. Think to, I don't know, Lydia Bastianic. Okay. The, no. Think to Nigella. Hmm? She's getting a lot of grief. She she's for becoming, for be accepted, no? She's the queen of food, food porn. But why? Why? Because sexual, no? The, the, the body is the, the, the first uh, your presentation in the yeah. world. Yeah. And it's a problem. It's a problem also if you write about food. Because you are accepted if you are two kinds of... Um, if you are a model or if you are a mom. So you... Okay. Cooking for no, you are cooking. Yeah. Okay, so Fida wrote a, a wonderful cookbook about this. Uh, Sophie Dalle is a famous model, and she had a lot of problems of fat. And she she wrote the recipe of, of Sophie Dalle, and she she talks about uh, her problems and how it was difficult to write about food and to fight about. Uh, fat and so on. So it's another chapter. Here it's, uh, we, we have uh, a lot of kind of uh, clean eating it's called. <laughs> but everybody's, you Obsinita, know, you yeah. know the, the juice fast and you're only supposed to eat kale and a few seeds in the day. Is this, is this happening in Italy as well? We have the same in Italy. Uh, I think that there is a, um, a topic that people is anxious about what he eat, okay? And it's normal. We discover each day that in eggs are <laughs> poisons yeah. or I don't now know. Now you can't eat eggs, yes, now you can't, can't eat chicken. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's uh, not believable that. I think that the, the truth is in the middle. Yeah. Uh, for example, I don't eat sugar in this moment, but because I discovered that for me, 
is a problem, but for my child, not problem. I don't like uh, healthy cooking. Uh, yeah. Like healthy. I, I like the good cooking. That is another thing. Real cooking. And uh, sometimes we, we don't, um, we forgot this thing also in Italy. There is another problem that in this moment, but not only in Italy, also in England or in USA, this is, I think, for rich people. Because uh, I can choose if buying an egg uh, from uh, free ants no? or not. But another person who has less money than me, they don't have that choice. They don't have this. And this is the topic in this moment. Also, Michael Pollan in USA mm. is fighting for this. And the, qu- the problem is that we have a lot of a lot of stages, a lot of different, Out of stages, yeah. thank you. And uh, and this is the problem. I, my dream is that uh, we, we not have more eggs from... Battery chicken. Battery chicken, that is a, a terrible thing. Ecco, do we want to speak about healthy eating? Ecco, we have to speak about this. Healthy it's a crazy thing uh, having in, the, in now this kind of eggs. Is, is that, or this kind of meat. Exactly. Yeah. So my dream is this one, but the the the, um, the battle is that this has to be a, a choice for everyone, and uh, especially in Italy. Newspapers have a big um, power. I I saw this thing with X. That is my uh, my husband knows. Is my uh, I can say fissazione is uh, my uh, obsession. Thank you. My obsession. Uh, I started writing about this kind of eggs uh, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And when I started, people said, you are crazy. Which is the difference between it? Say, no, it isn't the same. The taste isn't the same. No. I think so many of us that grew up in, in kind of highly industrial societies, that once you did try an egg that is, you know, so fresh, and just, you know, from someone's Absolutely. chicken in the backyard, Absolutely. you will realize that you've not had an egg since. Because <laughs> what you're having is, is a sub, is like, looks like egg, kind of works like egg, but it's not. It is not the not. same. Okay. So it, it, it's a cultural uh, battle, it's a cultural uh, campaign that we have to, to take. You, you are lucky, guys. They prepared for you. Parmigiana di melanzane, casatiel, babà. The babà is amazing. And the courgette salad, what's it called? Zucchine uh, rascapece. Courgette rascapece. This is what you're going to eat. Please give a big, big hand to this lovely lady. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Honey and Co. We hope you enjoyed it, even though you didn't get to try the food. If you didn't manage to catch any of Angela's recommendations, we have them on our website and you can find them there. This is the last episode of our first series of, and we hope you join us again for the next series that will start in October. If you want to hear a bit more about our talks and get more information, you can either join our mailing list on our website at honeyandco.co.uk or you can follow us on the social media at honeyandco. We'll keep you informed when more tickets come available or any events that are coming up and we hope to see you there. In the meantime, it would be wonderful if you could leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. This show is edited by Hester Kant, and the music is by Alice Russell. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.